the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen Come with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Let's read it together. One go. Amen. Live what? Live what? Live what? Live what? Live happily with the woman you marry through all the meaningless days of your life. Let's read Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15 to 19. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15 to 19. One go. Drink water from your own. Never share it with strangers. Be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Verse 19. A graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. And may you always be counted. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9 9 says that live happily with the wife of of your youth. Live happily. Live happily. Live happily. Live happily. Ecclesiastes 9.9. Live happily with the woman you love through the meaningless days of your life. And may the wife God gives you is your reward for your all your earthly toys. Amen. Okay, let's see if we can read something from First Peter 3 verse 1 to 12. Verse Peter 3, 1 to 12. Verse, okay, we'll read 1 to 10. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. And then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Three, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fanciful hairstyles expensive jewelry and beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with beauty that comes from where? The unfading beauty of what? Which is so precious to God. Verse 3, 5. This is how the holy women of old made themselves what? They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Verse 6. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband 
Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters. When you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Verse 7. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. You may, she may be weaker than you are, but she's your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Verse 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, sympathize with each other. Live, love us, brothers and sisters. Be tender hearted and keep humble, keep a humble attitude. Verse 9. Don't pay, repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. When people insult you, instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do and he will bless you for it. Verse 10, let's read it together. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from speaking lies. Spirit of God, breathe upon your word. Bring understanding and revelation to everyone. Thank you that we are empowered, repositioned, equipped, and instructed and educated to function in the way you ought us to function. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm teaching on building a happy home. Part one. Building a happy home. Somebody say building a happy home. Building a happy home. This is our month of the family. For the first time, the whole month is devoted to the family. And I pray that God will help some family. If you are single, get ready. God will hook you up. Supernaturally to the right person. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If your marriage is also going through turbulent times, expect God to come through for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The truth of about life is that every sane and sound couple would want to have their marriage happy. There is no couple that is okay in mind, okay in spirit, okay in body, that desires disaster in their home every day, insults at home every day, discomfort, pain, and hurt every day. Every normal human being, in fact, even if you are not married, you are dreaming that someday when you marry, your home will be sweet. And I pray your home will be sweet for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. A happy home has great benefits and dividends it offers. When marriage is enduring, when marriage is loving, a lot of things happen in the life of the couple. Things you may not get by praying can happen to you when you are allowed the love of God to flow into your heart and to flow from you to your partner. Marriage is always a blessing when it is done God's way. Praise God. There's a man in scripture who married about 700 wives and 300 concubines. And one day he made a statement. He said in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 9, he said it is better to live alone in the, in the desert. Proverbs 29, the New Living uh, verse Verse 9. He said, it is better to live alone than in the corner of an antique with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. So you see, when we talk about a happy home, we are not talking about just a building. Praise God. In fact, the key factor that determines whether a home will be happy or not is not what is in the house. 
There are some houses that are, they have all the things that like one can imagine in a home. But the things that makes you enjoy the things that they have already purchased with money is lacking. So a happy home largely is created by an atmosphere. Praise God. It is the atmosphere of God's love permeating every aspect of a home that defines whether the home will be happy or not. It's not the kind of uh, 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 luxuries you have in the house or uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, beautification. Uh, what do you call it? Any kind of decorations, painting and all of those things are great. But they don't determine whether or not a home will be sweet. When you have the money to afford them, it's great. But you can still have all of them and be a mess. I pray that your home shall be a sweet home. In the mighty name of Jesus. Solomon, after experimenting with 700 wives, 300 concubines, came to that conclusion. It's better to live alone. I'm sure some of them really caused him havoc. For him to make that conclusion should not be taken lightly. Amen? And finally, though, many desire a happy home, but they simply don't know what to do. Praise God. And the Bible said, the labor of the foolish wearied every one of them. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. The labor of the foolish, King James says, wearied every one of them because he knoweth not how to get into the city. You see, no matter what you want to do, the know-how is critical. If you want to have a happy home, you need to, know the, you need to have the know-how. If you want to build a car, you need to have the know-how. If you want to perform a surgery, you need to have a know-how. Until you know how something can be done, your effort at doing it will always end you in useless. With, with a useless results. I pray that your case will be a different case. Many are frustrated with their lives because they desire to have a sweet union, but it's still el- eluding them every now and then, no matter how they try. I see a new day come upon someone. I see a new season come for someone. In the mighty name of Jesus. In this service being the introductory service, I want to establish seven key truths that are vital if you are going to have a very enduring marriage or a happy home. If you are going to have a happy home, these truths must be received. These truths must be embraced and integrated into your spirit and mind. The Bible said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I see you walking in total freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will walk in freedom. Freedom from all sorts of worries and wahala at home. In the name of Jesus. That relationship that is going through turmoil. Freedom has come at last. In the mighty name of Jesus. That marriage that is on fire. That fire is quenched by the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Seven key truths about a happy home. Seven key truths. The first one is that a happy home is one of the greatest blessings you can have in your life as a person. It's one of the greatest blessings. Somebody say one of the greatest blessings. One of the greatest blessings. One of the greatest blessings. The Bible says, Woe unto him that is alone. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4 to 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4 to 12. He said, Two are better than one. For because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. May you really have a real helper in life. Again, if two lie down together, 
they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Somebody say, how can one be warm alone? He said, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Praise God. Again, Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 20, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 9, he says, it is better, we have read that scripture, he said, it is better, better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a shared home with a contentious woman. Praise God. Some of them says, in a wide mansion, in a beautiful home, we don't just have contentious women, we also have cantankerous men. Praise God. Some women can be very contentious. Everything you do, they will find fault with it. Praise God. Some men too, no matter what you do, they can never be pleased with it. So, you, knowing how to live with either of these will be critical if you be happy or not. How will I know which one you are dealing with? That the kind you have is not as important as how you relate with such a person. Praise God. And the wisdom of God empowers us to be able to deal with all kinds of people. Praise God. When the person is your spouse and you, give, you get value for your purchase, you always get the greatest returns. Praise God. People, it is clearly known. that there is a book I read on long life which establishes that when marriage is enduring, the couples can live long. Praise God. Long life. Among many benefits you can receive. Praise God. You are also able to make profitable and productive decisions. Men who have a sweet home are able to double their success. Sometimes much more than those whose houses are on fire. May your house not be on fire. May your home not be on fire. In the name of Jesus. Some people are delivered from accidents simply because the home is sweet. Praise God. Anger has Anger that has graduated into high blood pressure is the norm with some men. And it's not because of the, over, the stress at their work. It's the stress at home. Praise God. People are dying before their time because of unhappy wives or unhappy husbands. But I pray that in your case it shall be different. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we are saying that number one, a happy home is one of the greatest blessings you can have and you must desire to have. And I pray that in your lifetime you have a happy home. In your marriage you have a sweet home. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, a happy home is God's will for your life. Somebody say a happy home is God's will for my life. A happy home is God's will for your life. The Bible said the thief comes not except to steal, to kill and to destroy. We, We saw a man by the name of Job, Job chapter 1 verse 1 to 10. Job chapter 1 verse 1 to 10. Job 1 verse 1 to 10. The Bible said there was a man in the land of Uz. You can give it the New Living Translation. There was a man in the land of Uz. There was there once was a, a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was a blameless man, a man of complete, complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. Verse 2. He had seven sons and three daughters. Can you see his home? So he had a wife. He had seven sons and he had three daughters. May you have a wife and children. In the name of Jesus. 
in this month, anyone called barren in our midst shall conceive supernaturally. In the mighty name of Jesus. He had he all 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of Azen, and 500 female donkeys. And he employed many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in the entire area. Verse 4. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes. And they would also invite their sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job will purify his children. He will get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their heart. This was Job's regular practice. Verse 6. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Everybody look here. Make sure you are focusing on the scriptures when you are reading. Where have you come from? Satan asked. I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on on the earth. Verse 8. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's a blameless man, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Verse 9. Then Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. Verse 10, let's read it together. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Satan looked at Job and he began to jealous the kind of life Job had. He jealous it. And we see that Job had a beautiful family. Praise God. So in this scripture, we see that a beautiful family or a happy home. Children everywhere. Children doing well. Father, mother, sweet. Everything was going fine. Satan was not happy with it. That convinces me beyond a shadow of doubt that a happy home is the will of God for us all. Praise God. If in the olden times, God wanted them to live happily, much more in our times, under the era of grace, under the era of better promises, you will have a happy home. Amen. I said, you will have a happy home. Amen. You shall have a happy home. Amen. So, Ecclesiastes admonished, he said, live joyfully, not tearfully. Live joyfully, live happily with the wife of your youth. How many are your days that you should live it in sorrow and in tears? How many are your days that you should live it in strife and enmity? How many are your days that you should leave it in perpetual quarries? I see it coming to an end in your life. I see the storm over in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. A happy home number three is a happy home number three is a product of choice and not of chance. It's a product of what? And not of chance. There are many who have a lot of great wishes. They die without ever seeing their wishes come to pass. Everybody wants to have a sweet home. There is no man who doesn't want to have a sweet man, a woman. There is no woman who does not also want to have a sweet man. Everybody wants the best of men. But very few are making themselves the best of men. Very few are making themselves the best of women. You must understand that a happy home is a product of choice and not of chance. It's a product of what? It's a product of choice and not of chance. It's a product of choice. 
The Bible said in Deuteronomy 30 verse 9. In fact, let's start from Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. He said, for every house is built by some man. Every house. Somebody say every house. So if your home is sweet or not, you are the man to be blamed. And particularly the man. Praise God. Particularly. Every house is built by some man. Every house. There is no building that has not got an architect. It's either the professional architect or a mason design it. Praise God. But every house is built by some man. That's what the Bible says. Every house is built by some man. Then he says, he that builds all things is God. It does not mean that God builds the thing. God builds it through a man. Praise God. And if the man is not ready to cooperate with God, it will not be built according to the way God wants it to be built. God wants every house built well. That's what the Bible says. Except the Lord build a house labor in vain that build it. God will build it, but people must labor to have it built. Praise God. If you are not ready to work, you can never have a happy home. Yeah. It does not come by wishing it. It comes by choice. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. He said, I've said before thee, life and death. I call heaven and earth to record against thee this day. That I've said before you life and death. Somebody say life and death. Blessing and cursing. Then you said you decide. Life and death is before you. Blessing and cursing is before you. You decide. A single woman looking for a man to marry. Life and death is presented before you. You make the choice. Praise God. A wife that has been provoked by the husband. Life and death is set before you. You make the choice. Praise God. At any one point in time, those are hard choices we have to make. And I pray that the wisdom to make it will rest upon you. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18, he said, By much slothfulness, the building decayed. By much slothfulness, the building... Have you seen that you can even be given the finest of apartment? In fact, one of the reasons why most of the Chinese people, apart from the galamse that was over for them, people were sacking them from their homes was their mental uh, culture of maintenance. Every time you gave your property to them, it's only a matter of time they will destroy it for you. It's as if they don't know how to maintain anything. God can give you the most beautiful of wives. You as a husband can destroy the woman without knowing. Either consciously or unconsciously. Your husband may have been an angel incarnated amongst men. You will still have problems if you don't learn to handle them the way they ought to be handled. Some people, their marriage is just by grace. And grace is great. But you have to accept responsibility. And I'm praying that beginning from this month, somebody will take, take full responsibility. By much slothfulness, the building decayed. Somebody say, much slothfulness. Much slothfulness. Much slothfulness. Much slothfulness. Much slothfulness. The building decayed. Your marital building can decay by much slothfulness. When you are not responsible, when you are not hardworking, you cannot have a sweet home. Praise God. Hardworking. There are some women, they are so dirty. Praise God. Just so dirty, so lazy. They can't keep a home. They, they, they find housework to be difficult work. Then don't marry. Yeah, because it's part of it. It's part of it. Keeping and maintaining a home is part of the package. And every wife must learn to do it. 
And I don't care the kind of job you do. You must learn to do it. You must learn to do it. You don't use the height under the shadow of I'm busy, I'm busy to keep your, your house in shambles. No. You have a responsibility towards God, towards your children, towards your husband to make sure that that which is required of you, you are carrying it out and you are doing so with joy. May grace rest upon you to do that. I said may grace rest upon you to do that. Men who never intended to have sex with their mates sometimes end up doing it because the husband, the wives are too busy. Every important work in the house for the man is done by the mate. Praise God. That, that one will be for another time. Praise God. Number four, a happy home is not a problem-free home. A happy home is not what? A happy home is not a problem-free home. You have a choice in it. In the book of John chapter 16 verse 3, the Bible says, In this world, you will, these things are spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In this world, you, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Somebody say, I have overcome the world. I have overcome. In this world, you have tribulation. But in me, I have overcome the world. And I overcame it to establish that you too can overcome it. I see you overcoming your challenge. I said, I see you overcoming the challenge. He said, I have overcome the world. I overcame it to prove that you also can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I see you overcoming the challenges. No challenge is too much for you. No matter what your wife or your husband is doing to you, it is not above you. Most of the time, when we are not ready to fight, we just chicken out of the little challenge we are confronted with in marriages. We go through all kinds of challenges at our workplaces and we don't resign. But when we are faced with serious challenges in our relationship, we chicken out. I pray that grace and discipline will rest upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And most of the time we do so when we are seeing other people. When the gentleman begins to spot another girl and the interest in this particular one seems to be waning, then they begin to lose the ability to fight. But as a child of God, fighting is part of it. You must learn to be a fighter. Praise God. You have to. If you are not a fighter, you may not even have access into the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent taken it by force. So, if you are not a fighter, in fact, if you are not a fighter, actually, you won't succeed at anything in life. People who end up gifted and yet great failures in life are people who are not just gifted but they are not fighters. They sit down and they want everything good to come to them. Let me tell you, the best things of life will never come to you. You have to go after them, pursue them until you attain them. And I see you attaining the best of life. Praise God. No matter the kind of home you want, you can build it. And we are encouraging and instructing you, doesn't matter, to go for a happy home because you'll be greatly blessed by it. Shout a believing amen. Shout a believing amen. So we are saying that a happy home is not problem free. Somebody say a happy home. It's not problem free. A happy home is not problem free. And problems exist to be solved. And I have realized that when problem shows up, a problem shows up and you solve it, it brings people who 
hitherto could have gone apart closer than never before. That's why when people go through a crisis and they come out successfully, usually they become very strong in their relationship. Problems exist to be solved. Job was blessed by God. But Satan came in. As long as we have an enemy who is called the devil who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, we will always have some measure of problems. But thanks be unto God who caused us to triumph always in Christ in every place. The Bible says, Little children, you are of God and have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can somebody give me an amen here? So God in us empowers us to overcome the challenges we can ever be confronted with. How can I therefore build a happy home? I'll continue the rest of the key truths about it in the second service. How can I build a happy home quickly? How can I build a happy home? Number one, to build a happy home, you must be born again. You must be what? You must be a born again, committed and growing Christian. I'm even adding on to it. You must be number one, a born again Christian, a committed, a spiritually committed person to spiritual growth. Born again, be born again, and be committed to continuous spiritual growth. Be committed to what? Say it louder. Be committed to what? You must be born again. If you are not born again, it's not the case. Your, your home will struggle. You have challenges. Praise God. You have challenges. You have challenges. Serious challenges for that matter. If you are not born again, you are not committed to God, you have serious challenges. Because see, Satan will come after you. Praise God. He, he, he went after. Satan has always gone after couples. Right from Genesis. That's where he started. He will always come after you. So, if you are not grounded in Christ, you cannot. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other grounds. Thank God for your financial grounds. Thank God for your intellectual grounds. Thank God for your connections. All those grounds are sinking sand. When the storms hit hard, you cannot survive it. Praise God. The storms of life knows no one. They go to everyone. Praise God. Those who survive, survive because they are standing on the rock, which is Christ Jesus. I see your, your, you standing very strong. I see you standing firm and sure. Give me a believing amen. amen. Give me a louder amen, someone. Amen. The Bible said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man. Somebody say, except a man. What is the kingdom of God? He said the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. How come you are in the kingdom and you are not experiencing the joy in the kingdom? It's not possible. It's not possible to be in the kingdom and not be a partaker of the joy in the kingdom. So if you are not experiencing the joy in the kingdom, which includes the joy in the home, it's possible that you are not truly in the kingdom. And if you are here like that, by the time this service is over, I see you supernaturally translated. I see you translated into this kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you have married before and it didn't work. Ask yourself honestly why it did not work. And you, you come to this conclusion that without Christ, crises are a perpetual identity mark of everyone. Praise God. Until you put away the old man and embrace the new man, you can't have a better marriage. Praise God. Oh, the new man is not somebody anybody wants to marry. The old man, sorry, is not a person anyone wants to marry. The old man, somebody say the old man. 
The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, is what? A new creature. The only time you can become a new person is when you are in Christ. So get into Christ. Sometimes you never say, get into Christ. Get into Christ. When you get into Christ, you become a new creature. And when you become a new creature, all things shall pass away. I see all things leaving you alone. All things leaving you alone. Old girlfriends leaving you alone. Old friends leaving you alone. Can somebody give me a believing amen? Because until you are born again, you'll be married, but you still be keeping a, a, a backyard. All things will never pass away. And as long as the old things hang around your neck, you cannot make progress with your life. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 24. Ephesians 4. The Bible says, Therefore I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. He said, having the understanding like Dakin, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 19. Who being past feelings, having given themselves over to lasciviousness, New King James please, lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Who being, go back, go to verse 20 please. But you have not so learned Christ. Somebody said you have not learned so Christ. You have not so learned Christ. Yeah. You have not so learned Christ. Verse 21. He says, How have we learned Christ? If indeed you have heard him and been taught by him. That's what we are teaching you. As the truth is in Christ. That's why I'm sharing with you the truth about marriage in Christ. Verse. That you put off concerning your former conduct. Somebody say put off. Put up because if you don't put off, you can't fly. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can't fly. You may have bought the ticket, but if your kilos, you carry more kilos than are required on the flight, and you don't have extra dollars to pay for it, nobody will allow you on the flight. Praise God. You either drop the luggage and get aboard the flight, or you remain on the you miss the flight with your luggage. Praise God. And there are many who ought to be flying, but they are still crawling. Because excess baggage is still on the neck. Married for two years, three years, and still there's one particular friend who is still coming between you and your spouse. Praise God. Consistently. Every now and then, when their name is mentioned, you begin to get asthma. Praise God. The Bible said, put off concerning the former conduct. The old man which grows according to the deceitful last verse. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Somebody said, be renewed. Renew. Verse 24. He says, and that you put on the new man. Somebody said, the new man. Put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. The new man is the sweetest man. May you marry the new man. The new man will always make a home sweet and fine until Christ, the Prince of Peace, becomes the law and the Prince of your home. There is no way you can enjoy true peace in your home. Praise God. If the Prince of Peace is not the Lord of your home, you can't experience true joy and lasting peace. Submission to God is a gateway to dominion over the enemy. Praise God. So until you are born again, when the storms of life hit you, you can't survive. When upon life billows you are tempest tossed. When you feel discouraged, thinking all is lost. 
count your many blessings, name them. Now, upon life's billows, every man will be tempest-tossed to the left and to the right. Some will come out stronger, some will come out weaker. And those who come out stronger and, uh, stronger and better are those who are rooted and established in Christ. I see you surviving it. I said I see you surviving it. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And number two, if you are going to have a happy home, you must commit yourself to living by the word of God. Live by the word. Somebody say live by the word. Live by the word. Live by the word. Live by the word. Until you are ready to live by the word, forget it. Joy and peace in home, in your home, will never become a reality. As long as you are living by your feelings, by your emotions, or by the traditions of men, you don't have a future maritally. Maritally, you don't have a future. And this will be fully getting into it uh, in uh, the second service, and then also next week in particular. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. We saw how it all happened. The first couple, their major challenge and crisis began when they decided to live by something else other than the word of God. Praise God. That's where it started from. Sweet. Adam saw the wife. He said, the sweetest woman I've ever met. This is the bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. After a few days, he said, you, I regretted marrying you. See the wahala you have brought me. Why? Because they decided to go contrary to the commandment of God. The Bible said the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Praise God. Simple. 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 These same commandments are relevant in our times. Until you are ready to stay within the demands of scripture. There is no way that delusions in your life will ever end. God's word is a gateway to all round success, marriage inclusive. Somebody say God's word. Yeah. God's word is a gateway to all round success, including marriage. You cannot experience marital success without yielding yourself to God's word, without being committed to doing God's word as a lifestyle. Praise God. Bible says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit yourself to your husband. I'm telling you, if that becomes your daily commitment, you won't have a crisis in the home. There is no man that is so, some way, that submission will not break him. There is no man. There is no man. There is no, oh, when, when I submit, I think that, I, I so. that's why your crisis will continue. Yeah, because by saying that, you are saying that God's word is useless. And you are no wiser than God. Praise God. You are no wiser than God. And there is no marriage that will have a future. End well. Last, end well, and be enduring if submission is not in place. Praise God. So, those of you who, are, who have temperament they call choleric, if you are a woman and you want to marry and have a sweet home, tame it. You are not called to live by choleric. You are called to live by the spirit. Praise God. You are self so strongly opinionated. The man must submit to your opinion. When did that become the order? When did that become the order? Anywhere that was the order in scripture, things didn't work. Among spiritual people, anywhere that was the order. 
When Adam decided to go Eve's way, that was our crisis began. When uh, Abraham decided to go Sarah's way, that is why we have Boko Haram and all these people around today. God has ordained leadership. It's not that the man is better, is superior. No, it's leadership, order, and structure. And if you are not ready to work with it, then don't worry yourself, Mary. Yeah, there is headship in every good place. And now where things work, there are leaders. There are leaders actively working, not just leaders who are occupying positions. So if you are also a husband and you are the lousy, laid-back type, you are the husband, but the woman is pushing everything. And when it comes to a decision, you say, "I'm the man. I'm the man. You are a foolish man. Turn your way." Praise God. You lead by your conduct and your character. I pray that grace will come upon somebody this morning. Stand on your feet. Close your eyes. If you are not born again, lift up your hands. Close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes, everybody. If you are not born again this morning, and you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to you. I hear, want to surrender my life to the Lord. You are here like that. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Let me pray with you. You want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior. Anybody like that, lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You are not born again. You are not born again. You want to get deeper with God. Maybe you are also born again, but your relationship with God is very some way. And you want to connect and make it right with God. You want to take your relationship with God to another level. Maybe you are here like that. Lift up your hands and make a prayer of dedication. Brother, God bless you. Anybody like that, lift up your hands. You want to rededicate your life to God. You want to rededicate your life to God. Lift up your hands. God bless you for those hands. Lift, say this after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this hour. I call on you and I make a fresh commitment. Rededicating my life to you. Lord, in this year of loving you, empower me to love you truly and fully in all areas of my life. Thank you that I'm manifesting and walking in the love of God. Thank you for grace to pursue hard after you. I honor you and I bless you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, for all of such people after service, I want to meet you briefly. Those of you who already dedicated your lives to God, I would want to meet you briefly. Everybody close your eyes and begin to commit your heart to God. God has spoken to you. God has spoken to you. Whatever you heard from God this morning, begin to speak to God about it. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I decree the wisdom of God functions in your life. In the name of Jesus. I speak to every commotion and tension in any relationship. To come to an end in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every satanic spirit of pride that is deep depriving you the joy and the happiness that knowing God and submission to God brings. I curse that pride from your life. In the name of Jesus, receive grace to conduct yourself honorably. Receive grace to function the way you ought to function. So it shall be in your life. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at 
faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our Word Encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Serranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. One word. One word.